Welcome back to Peace Learn Health. I am your host, Marina, and I am here to educate you, inspire you on your wellness, mindfulness, and inner journey to self-improvement. Want to be part of my new series called Thankful Tuesday? Well, you can. Just go ahead and leave me a voice message here in Anchor. That's all you have to do. And chances are you will be on the next episode of Thankful Tuesday, which is available on Spotify. Today, I would like to introduce you to our special guest, Bex Carlos. Hi, Bex. Hi, thank you so much for having me. What does it mean to you to be a witch? And can you tell us a little bit more about yourself as well? Sure. So, um... I, so for witch, I I personally use the term bruja over witch, but they are interchangeable for a lot of people. Um, So for me, a bruja or a witch is a human who lives in their power, um, uses unconventional ways to manifest the reality that they want, um, and are just, you know, people who I feel like can figure out how to make it work. Um, And a little bit about me. So uh, my background is in audio editing. Uh, I was in like commercial radio for about six years. It wasn't really for me. Um, I actually, it's a funny story. I was let go from like my first job ever. And it was like this job that was my dream job. It like allowed me the opportunity to be like an alt rock goddess that I feel like was always a goal of mine. And I was like, I got the call in my psychiatrist office, which I feel is like the best place, <laughs> you know, if you're going to be fired. Um, but yeah. <laughs> In hindsight, like, it's super funny now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But at the time, I just remember, like, sobbing in this office and people were looking at me. I'm like, I'm I'm sorry, I'm fine, I'm fine. Um, But yeah, so I've always been someone who's kind of, like, taken the beaded path. Um, So after that, I kind of got into podcast editing because I had a podcast. Um, And people started asking me, like, your audio sounds so good. Like, would you be interested in editing mine? And I was like, sure. And so, yeah, one thing led to another. I was editing all of these shows for a really long time. Um, And yeah, now I'm at a point where I feel like I can be a little bit choosier about the projects that I take on. um, Because I feel like for a lot of people who are like working for themselves, at first you feel so hungry, you know, and you have to take everything that's given to you. And then after a while, it's like, I'm burning myself out. So, and that's where I am now. Um, Yeah, it's been an interesting ride. Great. So can you actually tell us, um, since we're on the topic, can you tell us a little bit about your podcast as well? Oh, sure, sure. Uh, so Tutia Bruja, um, it started earlier this year. Uh, we launched in June. And the premise is basically like anytime that you see a representations of witches, brujas, like any type of magical practitioners, they're all white. Or, or if they're not white, they're like the magical friend of, you know, a, of a white person or like, um, someone had told me, I've never personally seen, um, the vampire diaries, but someone told me that I guess there was like a witch on there who was a friend of like one of the main characters. And she was always just like the one who had to fix everything. And I feel like that's kind of like where a lot of like, brown, black, witches, you know, tend to be any type of really witches of color. Like we're always put in that role of like, we're the friend, we're the, you know, magical friend. But I think that it's important to showcase people who are, you know, either witches or brujas or working on their spiritual journey. Um, Because I just think that like the colonizers have been telling us how to think and controlling our spirituality for a really long time. And in reconnecting with my roots and like trying to 
decolonize, I feel like I've been making a lot of efforts um, to, to like find the things that are true to me. And with that, my podcast, like it was one of those things, like when COVID happened, I was so overwhelmed and kind of just like really dying to throw myself into a project. So I did that. The first season, 16 episodes, they're all wonderful. They're available pretty much everywhere. Um, and I mean, it's conversations from like, with, you know, renowned magic practitioners who are very like well-known, like, you know, Marcella Kroll does an episode, which I was like super over the moon to have her on. Um, and, you know, there's uh, Francesca Hoagie, who, you know, is a colleague of mine in the podcasting world. Like she came on. Um, it's just, you know, I just feel like I was in the right place at the right time in my life to ask these people like, hey, do you want to talk to me? <laughs> you know? Um, and uh, yeah, it just, it's been an amazing, amazing project. We're actually working on season two, which launches on October 1st. It's, it's going to be a wild October, I think. Great. Thank you so much for sharing that. And so with this idea of Bruja and witches, a lot of people think about Halloween and black hats and black cats and brooms. Can you tell us, do you believe that's a good rep uh, like a good representation of what a witch or a Bruja really is? No, um, because I also think that like people tend to think that witches and brujas are evil. And I don't think that's necessarily true always. Um, I think it depends on the person, obviously. I think everybody's magic practice is their own. It's like, in my opinion, it's kind of just like with magic is kind of just like any type of thing. You know, I feel like you should have an alignment for where you stand. Um, like my alignment and just like every aspect of my life tends to be either towards neutral good or like chaotic good kind of flirting with that line of like chaotic good um so I think like the, the imagery that we see around like Halloween like I think it's all kind of based in superstition uh and scaring people because I don't know and I think that now like with the popularity of like Dia de los Muertos it's all kind of like you know, in this like whole, like what is kind of morbid and kind of scary and like, what can we use to keep portraying this image of like scary, whatever. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. I mean, here's, here's my other question to you is personally, I, I grew up with this idea that, or mindset that basically witchcraft is really bad. Obviously now that I'm older and I, and more into the spiritual practice and all that stuff, I totally understand that it's just, you know, society, you know, in realistic terms. But can you tell us a little bit more about what kind of witchcraft you do? And can you tell us a little bit more about the difference between, quote unquote, black magic versus white magic? Sure. Well, let's start right there. Um, So black magic versus white magic, I feel, well, actually that's like a dated term that I don't like to use because I don't think that magic works that way. Cause I think it's all about like intention. You know what I mean? Love like, it. Yes. Yeah. Because I think that when you really start to look at the magics that are deemed like black versus white, you see that the black magics finger quote are like magic that belongs to like, you know, brown and black and indigenous pra practitioners. A lot of those things come from that. Um, Santeria is seen as evil, you know, hoodoo, voodoo. Um, but then you have like a lot of like Wicca and this and this, and you know, all these like things that are more based in like European practices being deemed like white, light, whatever. And sometimes if you don't hear black magic, you'll hear dark magic. So I don't really like using those terms. Um, I think, like I said, it's all about your alignment because if you're a person who is, for example, chaotic evil 
you're going to do whatever it is that aligns with you getting your way and being happy at the end. You know what I mean? And like, if you're someone who aligns more like chaotic, good, kind of that same thing is like, it's the other side of the coin though. You know what I mean? Like you're going to do whatever it takes to see the outcome of positivity that you want in the world, no matter what. Um, I think it's all at the end of the day, I think it just comes down to like power and how people can like do with that. You know what I mean? Cause like anybody can abuse power. Um, and also kind of uh, circling back to your comment about like it being evil. I think it's important to look at who told us it was evil. You know what mm. I mean? Yeah. Kind of like the government, the government won't give us, um, you're, you're, you're out of the U S correct. Um, and the U S okay. Okay, cool. Well, that's, that's what I was making sure. <laughs> I was like, just for a point of reference. Um, I was like, yeah, so like here in the US, they won't give us a free education. Why? Because if they did, why would people join the military? I mean, not that joining the military isn't respectable. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that a lot of people have to do that to gain some type of financial prosperity. And I think that same thing with magic. Why would they tell us that if you do these things, you can heal yourself, you can improve your life, you can whatever, you can manifest the life you want. Because they want us to believe that if you pray and worship to these gods, well, I guess this God that they have told us, white Jesus, if you pray to him, it's all going to be okay. Um, and, you know, I'm not here to knock religion because I know for some people it does really work. But I just think that we should always look at who's telling us things and why they're telling us things. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I I definitely get where you're going with the whole concept, especially like just the idea of going back to um, how Wicca is seen as such a bad thing. But then it's like, a lot of them practice remedies and that's frowned upon in reality. Yeah. Well, and, and it's funny because Wicca, I think was like the major for in the nineties, I think when like you would see a lot of representations of witches and stuff like more modern witches, it was all kind of Wicca. Like Wicca is what it all kind of like circled back to, but to analyze Wicca and I feel like I keep having this conversation, but I want it to be known. So here we go again. Wicca was created in the 1950s by a man who wanted to have BDMS sex and wanted to have a layer of protection or um, a layer of comfort with these people. It also stole from closed practices. So it is literally like which uh, cultural appropriation, the religion. Um, mm, yeah. But that being said, kind of um, to stop knocking other people's practices and focus, I guess, on my own. Um, my magic's interesting because I try to um, like, I work a lot with the stars. I really like the stars. I think that everyone, if they have the opportunity, should look into their natal chart because it's basically a diagnosis from the stars. Um, mine resonates to the point where it's in, almost insulting. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of just like, I, who told you you could know me this well? Um, so, you know, uh, I highly suggest that for anybody who might be even a little bit interested in witchcraft. Another thing that I suggest is like I, because I have a lot of fire elements in my natal chart, candles. Candles are something that I work with. They're super simple. I mean, candle magic, you could just know what a color candle is supposed to mean. And you're using that to attract the things you want into your life. Um, so, I mean, I, I do all sorts of different practices. Uh, I'm, I'm what I consider like an eclectic witch. So I try and dabble in different things until I find the things that like feel right or that I want to incorporate in my practice. Um, for me, it's been a lot about, like like I said, reconnecting with the roots. So I've read a lot about Clanthidia. I've been reading a lot about um, different magics that are just, uh, I guess, like local to Mexico, which is like where my family's from. Um, 
I've been learning a lot about the indigenous um, nations that I'm from. You know what I mean? Like, it, I feel like what people call witchcraft, I feel like it's reconnecting with my roots. Okay. So I was going to go ahead and ask you, what got you interested in this idea overall? Sure. So, uh, okay, 2015, uh, myself and a bunch of, like, my girlfriends, like, we went to New Orleans. I had never been there before, and I stepped into a voodoo shop, which I know is very cliche for New Orleans. But I stepped into a shop, and I just bought a couple of things here and there. I bought a candle. I bought an oil. I started to buy just kind of things that I felt might work for me or I was hoping, I guess I was hoping would work for me. Um, and so then it kind of like expanded from that. And it was like, every time I bought something, I feel like it led me to the next place. You know what I mean? Like um, it was like, we went to the shop and then someone was like, someone was talking to us about like going on the tour on the cemetery tour where you saw Marie Laveau's grave uh, because that's like a private uh, tour now it used to be open to the public but they like uh, they messed up her grave and so they don't do that anymore um so we did that and then after that like I left an offering and then like the next like and it was just almost it felt just so bop, 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 bop. you know what I mean like it was this 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 um and so yeah I, I spent a couple of years just kind of dabbling here and there reading this and that um but I would say it wasn't until maybe last year where I just had this like moment where it all connected in my brain and I was like, oh, okay, so this is how I do this. And I think that that comes also from the fact that, like, the the biggest mistake, in my opinion, and this would just be my own opinion, um, is that baby witches, it's one of two things. It's like, they have to ask permission to do everything, which I think is like, why are what? You don't have to do that. Like, I mean, yes, you should be sensible if you're doing something that, you know, is a little bit beyond what you're capable of, or, you know, you're, you're worried could be inviting something worrisome into your life, then yeah, ask questions. But if you're just trying to be like, what should I look for? You know, or what, what is this? Or what is that? I feel like Google is there. You know what I mean? Like, you, I, I feel like you're, in my opinion, you're not a very good witch if you have to ask everybody to hold your hand in anything that you do. Um, People have told me, and I, I agree with them because I'm a very naturally inquisitive person. I always have questions. So for me, I love finding the answers to things, whether it's just Googling something or having to buy a book, which leads me to another book. You know, like for me, knowledge is like, I think a big chunk of why I'm here. I'm supposed to gain all this information. And so when I see people in these forums just asking like, how do I do this? How do I do this? It's like, did you look it up? <laughs> did you? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, I, but that's seriously how it is. Like, you know what I mean? And it's, and I think it's especially worse when you're having the same question asked all of the time. And I'm just like, Google exists, my dude. Like, so I don't know. It's, and I think that it could just be that, like, I didn't ask as many questions. So now where I'm at, and I'm at this point in my life where I'm like, you know, I've been doing this for five years. I know I'm not an expert, but, you know, I try to figure stuff out on my own before I, you know, consult with people who are, you know, wiser than I am, I guess. Cause it's just like, if you didn't even bother to do the research, like they're just going to look at you. Like, are you for real? Like what? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree with you with the whole knowledge thing. That's, 
something that I definitely like preaching into. So I, I get it. And I agree with you 100%. So my apologies for laughing at that. But I, I believe you. And it's so, so true. But it's like <laughs> any form of like, anything you know what I mean like um yeah. like something I'd like um and that's a big thing too is like social justice has been such a big thing in my practice because it's like if you're going to be a witch and you're not going to take on all of the years of oppression and violence that all these marginalized people have dealt with like then why are you doing it is it for the clout is it because it makes you think you're cool like I just don't get it because like for me it's about creating justice where it doesn't always exist you know what I mean yeah so if you had to go back in time and be a specific witch from history, which one would you choose and why? Um, I have two. I mean, I have two. Um, tell, okay, tell so us. I have two. One, so, and maybe this is because, like, um, like earlier I had mentioned I was in New Orleans uh, last winter. Last fall, I guess, last Halloween, around the time of Halloween, I went to um, I went to Salem, and I feel like that's every witch's dream, you know, to end up there at least at one point to kind of like see all the things. Um, but I had I had a moment because uh, Massachusetts is a legal state, and so I bought like a couple of pre rolls because I do incorporate like flower magic a lot, and um, I remember just really like meditating and then I was in this really woodsy kind of area. So I'm like smoking this joint and I'm just like, yo, Tichaba, can we talk? Hello. Um, so I find, I love, I find Tichaba to be a really fascinating character, uh, not character, a really fascinating individual. Um, one, because I feel like we don't know anything about her really. You know, we, we haven't scratched the surface of who she was as a person. Um, like, you know, she, we had known for a very long time, she was an enslaved woman, but um, there's more information that's been coming out that she was actually um, from like Barbados. So, so I think that's fascinating um, because that would have meant, you know, there would have been like a, like a Latinx connection there. So I feel like uh, that, that was interesting to me because I feel like, um, Typically, you don't hear, I think the U.S. is very naive about how, um, you know, the, the, the African diaspora led to, you know, uh, people to be enslaved all over the world. And, um, you know, that's something that, like, in, in Latin America, obviously has a very ugly history, too. Um, and I think that it's important to talk about that because that, you know, sets up the foundation for a lot of like ugliness in a lot of Latin America, a lot of anti-blackness. Um, but she's definitely someone who I find interesting because I always thought that she died at Salem, but it turns out she confessed. She was like, yeah, I'm a witch. Yep. Yep. What can you do? So after that, she had, because she was enslaved, she was sold to someone else to pay the debt for like her um, being jailed. So after that, like there's bits and pieces that are known about her, but there's not a whole lot. So that would be an interesting one because she was the one teaching everybody. You know what I mean? Like she, she was the one who got snitched out by all the little like girls in Salem. Oh my God. My trash, my, uh, my laundry basket just fell over. So take that as you will. <laughs> um, but I think Tichaba would be really interesting because like I said, there's not a whole lot known about her. Um, I think that she taught these girls things as, you know, a lot of, you know, people who were moved around by the African diaspora did, you know, I think a lot of magic started with these individuals and that's not acknowledged. So definitely her. Um, another one that comes to mind is definitely like to, not to be Marie Laveau because I don't think I'm that cool. 
Um, but even like to be Tichaba, I feel what I'm not that cool, but like, you know, um, but Marie Laveau for sure, because I think that a lot is like misunderstood about her and like, yeah, she was the voodoo queen, but she was also a very devout Catholic and she did a lot of really wonderful things to help people in New Orleans. And something that's not really known about her is that when she died, she didn't want anybody to be buried alone. So she had 84 people buried in her tomb. Whoa. And I think- I didn't even know that, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 Um, I was just gonna say, and I think only like maybe 10 or 20 of those were family. Mm. She just didn't want anybody to be alone. That's that's quite beautiful though. Yeah. It is. That's deep. And I think that that's the thing that people misunderstand about witches because I feel like, yeah, there are some that might just care about themselves, but I think most most of the ones that I know are trying to do that deep healing within themselves to be able to bring more beauty into the world. And a lot of the witches I've met are just like some of the most profound and beautiful souls I've ever met. So it's like for us to all have to live with this label that we're evil and stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> maybe you should redirect that to where it needs to be my friends, <laughs> but say lovey. So actually that's kind of sort of my next question. Um, this idea of witches are evil. What is one major thing that you would say to our listeners or anyone out there who has this kind of, stigma around this what would be your educated moment at this time to be like this is what you need to know right now reach out to me for a tarot reading um that's like serious because my I don't do tarot in the way that a lot of people do it where they're like predicting your future like fortune tellers I think that's cool I think it's really cool that people have the ability to um you know tell you what's going to happen in the future but my, my like my style of tarot reading is very more focused on like internal work and like um like I have a friend earlier I just discovered this method because mostly I'm stubborn um but I started like a three card tarot reading on myself okay it was very vague so I pulled another card and I pulled another card and before I knew it I had gone through every card in the deck and it was a very like stream of consciousness like experience and when I was like oh this actually really helped me deal with a lot of my shadow work I started reaching out to friends and started being like hey I love you and I know you're going through it right now and you might not necessarily want to talk about that but I have this idea and you know I figured out a way for them to be able to like still acknowledge or like confront the things that they might be dealing with but it's still personal um because not everyone feels comfortable like you know ripping themselves open and really talking about the things that are really like hurting them so um even like friends who are skeptics have been like this was if nothing else interesting um so yeah I think that like that's definitely something that people should think is that like a lot of things that are finger quote witchcraft a lot of things that are you know, this are, are really just based in healing. And I, and I, that kind of goes back to my whole content, my whole comment about like, think about who's telling us that witchcraft is evil because it's like, maybe they don't want us to heal ourselves. And maybe we should think about that part. Um, because I think at the, at the end of the day, we should all just strive to know ourselves inside out, love the ugly parts of ourselves that we know are there. Cause they're there. Everybody has dark. Um, I think that if we can do that, we're all going to be better people. I love how you said that we all have to heal some way. That's amazing and true to everything. 
Um, so can you tell us something like scary that basically made you think about certain things or something that you can reflect on with like your experience? I mean, where do I start? Okay. Well, so I'll see, I'll say this. So when I was, when I was eight, was somewhere between like the ages of six and eight, I want to say I was like eight, but I saw the exorcist really young. And this is a story I tell all of the time. And I haven't really disclosed why I keep talking about it. I mean, I have, um, but I saw the exorcist really young and it really traumatized me for a lot of reasons. I mean, if you've seen the movie, I think you could pretty much understand why, but it was more to me than that because I, from very early on was very aware of like spirits and I was very aware of like things that were there. Um, and it's funny because like, um, I remember seeing the movie. I remember being scared. I remember being so scared that I didn't want to sleep in my room. I remember my parents telling me I couldn't sleep in their room. Um, but I remember trying to sleep in their room, like even if it was on the floor in the corner where they wouldn't see me. And I remember seeing something floating above their head, like above their bed. Um, and which, which was scary to me. And I was just like, you know, am I just making this up? Am I, am I, you know, but then like, and this is like an adult realization now that I'm like, I feel like I always had the ability to see things. And for a really long time, something that I could see mimicked the Reagan imagery. Cause it knew it was scary to me. And, um, for a lot of my life, I saw this thing. And, you know, like it, for me, for a really long time, I was just like, this is just me thinking of it because it's scary. But I think it was more than that. Um, and I say that because, like, uh, for a really long time, that was something that just kept appearing to me randomly. And I'm not one who hallucinates. And I'm not one who typically, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not, I'm of a fairly sound mind. Like, I, I have some mental illness. I'm not going to lie. But, like, I, I'm pretty... I don't see things that aren't there, if that makes sense. Um, So, but yeah, that was like a figure I always saw, but typically I hear spirit, like I don't hear, I'll hear like very quiet things or like, I'll, I I don't ever really see figures. The only time I saw a figure was that um, I had a gentleman who died in the apartment next to my apartment and was in there for like somewhere from seven to 11 days before they found him oh wow yeah um i mean and i think that that was a big reason to why he stayed there i think that like he had a really hard time leaving um because i think i don't know about you personally or you know your social life but i'm just saying if if nobody can get a hold of me for seven to eleven days i'm pretty attached to my phone or just technology period like i feel like people would be like something's wrong yeah it, it wouldn't take the full 11 days for somebody to realize that something was wrong and I think that there comes a little bit of brokenness with that realization. Um, you know what I mean? Cause it's like, that's, that's kind of hard. And uh, I think the first thing to realize that he had died was my cat. And so once everything was figured out, once they moved the body, all that played out, um, just things started happening in my apartment for a really long time for like maybe like three or four months, maybe even longer, honestly, because like it took them a year to move everything out. But I think at the five month mark, I think I was just pretty fed up at this point. I was just like screaming, like, I don't want you here. Like, get out. So, like, don't pay rent. What? So, uh, <laughs> like, 
after that, it kind of chilled out. But every once in a while, it happened. I don't know. Like, for a really long time, too, I went on ghost tours and I was dumb because no one ever tells you, like, hey, you should probably ground yourself or bring, like, a white candle or put some crystals in your pocket, you know, so these things don't impact you or follow you. Impact um, you, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, like, I think that that's also the unfortunate thing with, like, people who have these sensitivities. Like, I think that, one, society makes them think they're crazy, um, or two, like they just don't want to talk about it. So they don't. And so, you know, they don't really have ways of prepping people or informing people. Um, I guess until now, the internet has been a great tool for that. But I think for a really long time, like people didn't necessarily know how to convey the information of like, oh, you go on ghost tours, do this just to make sure you're safe. Because I feel like if someone would have told me that I probably would have saved myself a lot of uh, headaches, ter- uh, like scares. I don't know both yeah I I feel you on that one yeah I I think that's something that is really important because I recently had taken um a Reiki class and that's one of the first things that my Reiki teacher was like make sure when you're done with whoever you're doing the energy healing on to cut the cores from that person because you don't know what's lingering around them so yeah yeah for sure it's Mm -hmm. true you never know what people carry I mean like you know what I mean like things attach and that was like a lesson that it took me a really long time like I I went to New Orleans and when I was in that shop that uh the woman who was working there told me something that really stuck with me and I think that that's why now I try and have like a crystal or a candle or something because I guess it was the first time I even thought about it but she was like um when you leave New Orleans really cleanse yourself when you get home. Like if you do different methods of cleansing, like really do it. And she's, and I was like, why? And she was like, New Orleans is a very old and interesting and dark city. And there are a lot of energies here and you never know when one could just attach to you. Mm, Yeah. So. That's, that's quite true and quite interesting that she told you that. Were you able to, what did you do to, in order to cleanse? So, um, I had had like a smoke bundle that someone had given me. So I like use that to like, not only cleanse myself, but cleanse the space. Um, I do a lot of like powders and stuff. So I made like some salt, uh, I think it was like lavender and pepper like thing that I put along all the like windows and doors. Um, I've also had the misfortune that every time I live in an apartment in downtown St. Louis, it's always haunted. Um, I think that that just stone carries carries the energy like even long after people have left like the energy still still stays which is unfortunate because I love brick (laughs) but like that's unfortunately one of the bad things about it is that it'll keep everything in um so yeah like I have a cat and cats are you know they claim are very receptive to that stuff too so it sucks when it's like I'm trying to ignore it or pretend it's not there and then my cat is demonstrating signs that something's there and I'm like I didn't need this. We didn't, <laughs> we could have just pretended he wasn't there. So. Okay. And can you tell us um, what is your typical like day or anything that you feel like you can tell our listeners about? Sure. So I've just started stretching every morning. As soon as I get up, um, I go to bed with a 30 ounce, like, water like thermos that doesn't that make you go to the bathroom <laughs> you 
talking about nighttime. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're totally fine. So, yeah, I keep this big old thermos next to me and uh, I wake up, I stretch. Um, I've decided that before the energy I want to carry throughout the day uh, is uh, Cardi B's WAP. So I stretch to the duration of it on one side of my body and then I cue that bitch up again and then I stretch to it to the other side of my body throughout the duration of that song. Um, and honestly, I feel like that's been really good for me uh, for female empowerment because I know a lot of people want to hate on that song. But how often do women get to talk about their bodies in a way that's consensual, respectful for them? And it's like, she wouldn't be referring to her body like that if she was not comfortable referring to her body like that. But I'll, I digress. Um, I stretch. Uh, I like to, I like to, like I said, light a lot of candles. So I have an altar. Um, I typically like to light four at once. Um, my like big ones. And then I'll have like smaller ones if I have specific things I'm trying to um, manifest. Um, other than that, I mean, like, I drink a lot of water. Uh, I, I like to do a couple of different things. Like, I like to, like, I, and this all sounds like whatever, like, whatever. But for me, putting intention in everything that you do ensures the outcome of what you want. You know what I mean? Like, so with me, stretching with that Cardi B song, that is giving me, like, I want to not only feel like I'm a bad bitch, you know, I want to be surrounded by bad bitches and I just want to be around people who are living in their power. Um, and then, um, I, I mean, I try and exercise. I know that I should because it's like my mind should be as like sharp as my body, but I can't really find the morale for right, that right now. So, um, but other than that, uh, cleansing baths are something I take part in a lot just to help reduce all of the things that I have like attached to me or that I feel like are weighing me down. Um, and I think that that's really good for me because as of someone who's a lot of fire signs, the giving the power to the water to really just wash away anything that's causing me harm is very like therapeutic and cleansing. And I feel like it's very beneficial for me. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I, I do whatever feels right. Um, like if I'm not feeling particularly great and I need something to help soothe me internally, I'll make like a lavender and mint tea, you know, like, um, I'm a big grow, I'm a big believer in growing your own herbs and plants and stuff like that. You're, if you do that, I mean, if you don't do that, that's fine. Not everyone, you know, can do plants, but if you can, I think that again, that intention is like in there in the soil and, so yeah, it's just um, do everything in your life with intention. And I feel like it helps. It just helps like, to, you know, find the desired outcomes you want. Great. I, I love how you're saying that everything that you do, you have an intention and a reason why you do it. So just so our listeners know, where can they find you online and where do you offer your services? Yeah. So um, you can find me online. Uh, my website is bexbcaston.com. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at bexbcaston. Um, if you want to check out the podcast, if that seems like something interesting, uh, you should find that anywhere that you can find podcasts. I think right now we're waiting for the approval of like Amazon or whatever, but I don't think they've done podcasts yet. But eventually we'll be on there. Um, we just started a Patreon, so Tutia Bruja on there as well. Um, and there's also a tab on my website if 
um, you want to be a guest or if you want to partner with the show in some ways, um, because that's really important to me, like not only uplifting myself, but uplifting like other people who are doing really cool things. So I'm so excited for October. Like I said, there's going to be a lot of stuff happening and um, some of the companies you can look forward to like re seeing represented are like Vivek Cosmetics, which is super cool. They're a Latina like owned company. And then um, also hold my pasties, please which she, uh, Layal does a podcast and sells pasties. So tons of amazing, like companies doing wonderful things. Please support, find me anywhere. Great. And my last question that I ask everyone, what does peace to learn health mean to you? The, like each one individually? Yes. Okay. Peace. Uh, for me, peace, I feel is just like being very one and balanced with yourself. Um, coming to terms with the things that you can, change and the things you can't change. Um, learn. I think that learn is just, you know, you should, everyone should strive to learn. Everyone should want to educate themselves and really just be the best person that they can be. And health, health is so important. Um, I know that I don't exercise and I'm working on that, but I think that when you have a very balanced mind, you should also have a balanced body because then you're working exactly as you should. You're, you know, firing at 100%. Love it. And now that I, I I keep feeling like I need to ask you this and I usually don't like doing this, but I'll do it anyways. What are your signs? I had to ask. Sorry. Sure. No, no, no. Of course. So my um my son is a Leo, my moon is a Gemini, and my rising is a Sagittarius. Thank you for sharing that, Bex. Yeah. And thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. Just wanted to wish everyone a happy Halloween. And Dia de los Muertos. Dia de los Muertos is a Mexican holiday celebrated throughout Mexico, mostly in South regions by people of Mexican heritage, but a lot of people do celebrate it as well in other countries. And this is where you see a lot of painted faces and beautiful makeup done on people like a skeleton. And we know also as well the special uh, Disney movie that came out, I believe, a couple years ago, Coco. So I hope you guys really enjoyed this amazing podcast with Bex. And she's amazing. So guys, check her out and so much more about her. So I hope you guys have an amazing end of the month. And see you next time.